you are listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. Well, Merry Christmas. If I don't know you, you don't know me. My name is Brian Mote. I'm on staff here at TVC, and I pray that this season so far has been a good season for all of you. And if you're like me, you love Christmas. And I've loved Christmas ever since I was a little kid, a little Brian, uh, back in the day. And I loved everything about Christmas, everything leading up to the day, the day. And, uh, you know, leading up to Christmas when I was a kid, it was, it was uh, the Christmas music, the Christmas specials. Now, when I was a, a kid, you know, I'm only 25, but when I was little, when I was little, you had to get the TV guide. Does everybody remember the TV guide, right? You bought it at the store. And you had to look at the listings and say, hey, when is my, my favorite Christmas special going to play? And if you missed it, well, that was it. There's no on-demand, there's no Netflix, and at the end of the season, you're left with maybe here comes Santa Claus, claymation, and nobody wants to see that. It's horrible, you know, and I loved Christmas Day, waking up, you're seeing the gifts underneath the tree, and you're just counting them, how many are for me, and all that stuff, and, uh, and just the Christmas Eve service, and most of all, I love the food, all right? Is anybody with me on that? I love the food, I, waking up, smelling the pies, bacon. My mom made a good apple pie, she still does, and uh, which reminded me of a story about Christmas. So when I was seven or eight, um, I remember walking by my mom who was sewing, which is a little bit out of the ordinary, and I said, Mom, what are you doing? And of course, like all moms with her annoyed voice, don't worry about it, you know? She talked like Mr. T, but so... I pressed in a little bit more and I, because I was curious, you know, what were you doing? And I said, no, mom, what are you really doing? And she goes, oh, if you really must know, I'm making these robes for your cousins. I said, oh, that's cool. I said, well, it makes sense because my uncle had three boys and there were three moat boys. Well, Christmas morning came. I remember waking up and at the end of my bed was a robe. I'm like, dude, I got a robe. So I put it on. I go, mom, I got a robe. It had like a little soccer ball or something. And I said, mom, these look just like the ones you made our cousin. I can only imagine in that moment, my mom disappointed in her son. What an idiot. (laughs) Those are the same robes I made for your cousins. Oh, that made perfect sense. And that was a Christmas. Everybody, I realized my mom's a big fat liar. It's okay. Jesus still loves her. And, uh, <laughs> and I do love Christmas. I'm the guy in the middle of July blaring Christmas music because you can stream it and your windows are down and everybody's looking at you like, you like you're a weird person. Is anybody with me on that? Does anybody listen to Christmas music all year round? Yeah, there's a group for us. There's support group. <laughs> But look, despite my love for Christmas, I know that this can be a season which stirs some stuff up in us. And maybe it stirs up some past hurts, some past mistakes and regrets. And maybe this is a season that reminds us of great loss and great loneliness. And I get it, I do. I pray though, this year in this season, that we're able to replace that pain and regret and mistake and loneliness 
with the joy and peace of the one who came for us to say that I love you and it's gonna be okay. And the great thing about the Christmas story, and you might be familiar with it, you might not, is Jesus coming to earth, God made flesh, the Messiah born in a manger. And even though the moment when Jesus is born is full of splendor and it was miraculous, leading up to that moment was at best chaotic and full of struggles and trials and danger. But this is what it says in Luke 1. Verse 27, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, if you can imagine for a second, you're Mary, and you're going through your normal daily routine, and all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appears. Okay, can you imagine that? So, I'm going to do two, one of two things. I'm going to run away, or I'm going to play dead. Because I don't know what's going on. And so it goes on in verse 29 to say, Mary was greatly troubled at his words. <laughs> I would think so. This isn't a daily occurrence. And wondered what kind of greeting this might be. So for me, angel of the Lord appears. I'm going back at least two weeks and going, who did I offend and who, what sin did I commit? Because it's about to come out. Because an angel of the Lord is here to tell me about it. And Mary was concerned. And she didn't know what was going on. So even at the beginning of the story of Jesus' birth, there is some fear and there are questions. She was a little concerned, to say the least. The scripture goes on to say this, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. I can only imagine at that moment a sigh of relief. Whew, okay. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants, Israel, forever. His kingdom will never end. And I think at that moment with Mary, it's starting to sink in what God is saying, what the angel is saying. So she had some questions, some follow-up questions. Verse 34 says, how will this be, Mary, asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And this is what I love about this part of the story, is Mary's response to all of this, all of this encounter, where some of us might have ran away and played dead. She did not, and she said this in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So Mary said, okay. She's all in. She said, I'm your servant. Your will be done. And the story of Jesus is miraculous. And I'm also reminded of the fact that this whole story is a story of love, a wondrous love. Look, God's plan to send his one and only son is a story of love. And you don't have to look very much further in the Bible. And the Bible is full of stories about God's love. But you don't have to look farther than really the most quoted scripture and known scripture of all time, John three sixteen, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish and have eternal life. 
So God so loved the world, the world. He didn't look at the world and say, I'm gonna love that person, I'm gonna love that person that way. No, that person, nope, nope, nope. He did not discriminate, he didn't differentiate. He said, I love the whole world, all of us. And last time I checked that you, me, and every human being in this, this place that is breathing is in the world. Regardless of our, of our class or what we've done or what we didn't do, he loves us. And when he sent his son, Jesus, to be born in a manger, in a stable, he was thinking of you and he was thinking of me. When Jesus hung on the cross years later to take our sin and our shame, he was thinking of you and of me. And three days later, when he rose from the dead and conquered death, he was thinking of you and of me and his love for us. And today in a church in Podunk, outside of Hastings, Michigan, he's thinking of you and of me. What a wondrous love that he has for us. And some of us, at some point in our life, may have felt that love and acceptance, but because of life and choices, we've kind of wandered away. And maybe today he's saying, come back home. Come back, come back to my love and my grace. Let him change your life today. Let that love and that grace change your life. I'm gonna end with this story and we're gonna uh, do a couple more songs. So when I was young, we would open up gifts in the morning, but then we would, we would head over to my Uncle Mike's house. And uh, Uncle Mike uh, was not a churched person per se, but he lived in a church, an abandoned church, which was kind of weird, but had, you know, church building looking stuff. And, uh, and I, you know, I thought at one point he did love Jesus because he said his name a lot. <laughs> and Uncle Mike... Uncle Mike was a, uh, a biker. He loved motorcycles. He lived the biker lifestyle. You know, a lot of bad choices, a lot of this, a lot of that. And he was intimidating. So as a six or seven year old, he was about seven feet tall, 350 pounds, and just scared everything out of you, okay? And, and when he spoke, you kind of just held your breath because you weren't sure what was about to come out. And you were just like, oh, okay. And it, you know, it, even, even though he was that way, God's love, God's love was there for him. And I can remember the last time I saw my Uncle Mike, it was in a hospital. Um, he had de uh, developed cancer, went to remission, came back, and he was laying in his hospital bed, couldn't move, in pain, couldn't speak. So I asked my, my buddy Kevin, I said, Kevin, would you come up with me to the hospital and would you pray for my Uncle Mike? And I remember like it was yesterday, we came up there and he was laying in the bed and Kevin went to his, his bedside and started praying for Mike. And somewhere in the, in the prayer, he said, Mike, have you received Jesus as your personal savior? And of course, all of us are over here and we know the answer to that. We're like, yeah, no, no. And uh, so he's, we're, we're, we're standing there, we're watching this. And just a few seconds later, his head starts to move up and down saying yes. And a few seconds later, tears started coming from his eyes and all of a sudden we're like, <gasps> God showed up. Somewhere in his journey, whether it was a week before, whether it was in that moment, he found Jesus. And Jesus was there with his arms open saying, I love you, I've been waiting for you, Mike. 
despite your past sins and your past hurts or whatever it was, I love you right where you are. And I'm going to tell you, if you're here today and you've not experienced the love of Jesus, if Jesus can show up and love my Uncle Mike, the sinner of sinners, the nastiest of nastiest, he can love you. He can take that past, forgive you. He can take that pain and that hurt and replace it with joy and peace. What a wondrous love that he has for us. Even in our own screwed up, messed up stories, God shows up. And I wanna just take a moment and I'm gonna pray. And if that is you today where you wanna make a step and say yes to Jesus, say yes to his love and grace, I wanna give you that opportunity. I'm not asking you to do anything, but I'm gonna pray and I want you to pray with me So let's close our eyes. Father God, we love you. So just pray this with me. God, I need you. God, forgive me of my sins and my past mistakes. Come into my life. Change my heart. Change me from the inside, God. I need you. Let today be the day that I start my life with you. So God, we just pray for those individuals who prayed that prayer this morning that realize they need you, that have been trying to to fight this fight alone, that have been trying to deal with the pain and the hurt, the loneliness, the grieving all by themselves. God, may they turn that all over to you today and come home. And for those who may at one point been on fire for you, but have lost that fire, lost that desire and that passion, may they come home too today. So we love you. We thank you for your love, that you would love us right where we're at, that you would love us in our mess. Thank you for that grace. And we love you. In Jesus' name, let's say it together. Amen. Amen. All right, we got a couple more songs. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.